to see all of you today, and uh, it's a joy to be in God's house. This morning, if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to the Old Testament, to the book of Ezekiel, Ezekiel chapter 28. I'm going to read verses 11 through 19. Now, I know some of you are going, I preacher, I didn't even know there was a book like that. There is. Go to Psalms, keep going, go to Lamentations, keep going, Ezekiel. And uh, that's, the, that's the chapter with those dry bones in it, if you ever want to get there. It's a wonderful passage to read. But we're in Ezekiel chapter 28. Well, this morning, I want us to talk about a subject that many times churches don't talk about. And I think it's about time that we do. This morning, I want us to talk about the devil. You know, a lot of times it's kind of like death. Well, preacher, let's don't talk about that. Well, a lot of times we don't want to talk about the devil. But let me tell you something. The devil is the prince of darkness. The devil is real. And I believe that we deal with the devil every day. So let's talk about him. Let's realize what the devil is doing. Now in the book of Ezekiel, what we find taking place is that the prophet Ezekiel, he's not as well known as like Isaiah and Jeremiah, but he had a task. And one of his tasks was to talk to and to deal with a very evil king named Tyra. Not Tara, Tyra. And, and, and in the 28th chapter, there in verse 1, I'm just going to look, I'm going to go back to the 11 in just a second. But it, again, the word of the Lord came to him and he was to speak to this ruler. Now, in the words there in the first 10 verses, Again, strong words. But then we'll go over to verse 11, where we're going to look at today, in Ezekiel chapter 28, beginning with verse 11, and look what the Scripture says. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man, lament for the king of Tyre, and say to him, this is what the Lord God says. Now look at this. You were the seal of perfection full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every kind of precious stone covered you. Carnality, topaz, diamond, beryl, onyx, jasper. I haven't figured out what that one is. We'll just say, what, no, it's emerald. Let's say it's sapphire. I don't, you know. uh, turquoise and emerald. Your mounting and settings were crafted in gold. They were prepared on the day you were created. You were an anointed, guarded, guardian cherub. For I have appointed you. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked among the fiery stones. Verse 15. From the day you were created, you were blameless in your ways until wickedness was found in you. Through the abundance of your trade, you were filled with violence and you sinned. So I expelled you in disgrace from the mountain of God and banished you, guardian cherub, from among the fiery stones. Your heart became proud because of your beauty. For the sake of your splendor, splendor, you corrupted your wisdom, so I threw you down to the ground. I made you a spectacle before kings. You profaned your sanctuaries, by the magnitude of your iniquities in your dishonest trade. So I made fire come from within you, and it consumed you. I reduced you to ashes on the ground in sight of everyone watching you. 
All those who know you among the people are appalled at you, and you have become an object of horror and will never exist again. Now, in this passage of Scripture, what we find, again, God is speaking to the prophet of that day. And it was a message to this king, a king that was evil, a king that was wicked, a king that was using his power in all the wrong ways. But here, beginning in verse 11, this wasn't a description of the king. There we find a description of Satan himself, where he came from, what he did, his fall, where God put him. And you think, why is he telling this king this? And I think he was telling this king, he said, I took someone that I had created, someone who had position, but someone who allowed the pride and the evilness to corrupt him. And I took him and I sent him down and I destroyed him. Now, if you look at that, I think he was trying to get across to the king of the severity of the king's situation. But in our world today, do we even give the devil any due or any concern? Or should we give the devil any due or any concern? I firmly believe that the devil today is still on the prowl. The devil has been sent where? Here on earth. He is here. He is working. He is moving. But many times, and one of the dangers that I believe this brings out, and what, what Ezekiel was trying to tell the king, what God was trying to tell Ezekiel, is that we need to be careful. The danger of passivity. And what I mean by that is that sometimes we have this feeling that, well, we don't need to do anything when it comes to the devil. We feel kind of secure that, that, well, you know, there's a devil, you know, he's out there, but, you know, I haven't seen anybody with horns, even though I thought, you know, that person the other day's hair looked pretty bad. But, but you know, we a lot of times don't worry about it. We don't consider it as a, as a possibility. We think, well, you know, I'm probably not going to have any problems with the devil today. But you know what? I think sometimes we're mistaken, aren't we? You know, sometimes we think, well, you know, preacher, I'm a Christian. Praise God. We think, well, preacher, I'm a, I'm a born-again believer. I'm a, I'm a member of the kingdom of heaven. And let me just stop right here. Everyone who could hear my voice needs to realize what this book that Preston was telling the children about, what this book says is that the word of God is for everyone. That God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to this earth to die for our sins so that we might live with him. We have an opportunity to accept Christ. It's imperative that we do. Because we will spend eternity either in heaven or hell. Nothing else. Heaven or hell. And if we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, then we have the promise of spending our eternity in heaven. But let me tell you, if we do not accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, for whatever reason Satan has planted in your mind, you will spend eternity in hell. But this morning, I say all that to say this. Maybe you are a Christian. Maybe you've prayed and asked Jesus Christ into your life. 
But I want you to know that right now, walking here on this earth, we are in the territory of the devil. This is where he dwells. And we need to not just say, oh, that's no big deal. I, I want us to, to see that God even recognizes that. Remember in Revelations, God talks about seven different churches. There in Revelations 2 and Revelations 3. Well, one of the church, I think it was Pergamum, one of the churches, he was trying to encourage them. And then that he says, I know where you live. He was trying to encourage them. He said, I know where you live. And then he says, you live where Satan's throne is. Now, you know, think about that. I know where you live, right where Satan's throne is. That's not really a place you want to be identified with, do you? You know, I know some of you are thinking, man, you haven't met my neighbor yet, preacher. Let's be nice. Let's be nice. Where's Satan? He's here on earth. He is moving. He is working. He is the prince of this world. He's the prince of darkness. And, and even as this King Tyre here, in all of its evilness, the demonic, demon-infested, deviled-inspired, malicious, all that described this king also describes Satan. But you know, at the same time, we, we need to see that as we think of Satan, I, I'm sorry, yes, as we think of Satan, look how attractive he is. If you go to verse 13 that we read, it says, every kind of precious stone covered you. God was saying, all of this covered you. How many of you have been on a cruise before? Okay. Either on the cruise ships or in the wonderful jewelry stores that they have just right outside where the cruise ship is, like Diamond International, some of those others. Have you noticed that when you walk by, they have these stones, beautiful stones, jewelry, in colors that you normally don't see at normal stores at Edison Mall. And they're attractive. And they're big. They're red. They're green. They're turquoise. They're all these colors. And you notice what? They're right at the front of the store. It's to pull us in. It's to pull us in to see all of this beauty. Isn't it interesting that that is how God describes Satan? The beauty. The, how he shines. Do you know that the, the name Lucifer literally means light bearer, B-E-A-R-E-R. -E -E you know, Satan has that, <laughs> he has that fling, or what is it, not fling, what is the word? I'm not a, bling, that's it. Probably can't say that either, bling. He has that, doesn't he? He has that quality about him. Now, all right, I'm glad, I'm glad Miss Kathy's here. I was hoping Larry Lucky was here, going to be here too, but, but uh, I need, need my English, English people. All right, um, synonyms. What is, what is a synonym? 
Different word that means the same thing, right? Okay. What about anonyms? Opposites. Boy, brought a new English guy right down front here. Opposites. So, if I said up, down. Okay, okay. Now, see, the first service was a little better on that. Okay. I don't know. First service, a little better. So, so if I said up, you would say down. If I said right, left. Okay. If I said backwards, if I said God, <laughs> Preston knows. Most, some of you said, not most, some of you said, when I said God, you said Satan. Okay? Some of you did. Okay? All right. I set you up in doing that. But think with me. Very important point here. You have God. You have Satan. Should we ever consider them equal? Never. One of the reasons? Who made God? Always been, right? Has always been. Who made Satan? God did. God created him. If he's a created being, he is not equal with God. Okay? But in our mentality, in our world today, many times if we're not careful, we give equal billing to God and Satan. We say, well, they're equal. Nowhere close in being equal. And so as, as we think of this, sometimes it's, we give little thought to it. But we look at how Satan begins so slowly and is able to, to manipulate and, and, and to move in people's life. Satan is one of those that will take you places you never thought you would go. You think, I will never do that. I will never say that. I will never, never. And Satan is the one that makes it possible for you to do those things. And you wake up one morning and you think, how in the world did I get here? You see, because we look at Satan in a passive sense. But we need to be on the alert for him. Here we are in July. Next month, August. Either by the end of August or early September, what do we concern ourselves with? Hurricanes. And when, when we hear that one is coming, an alert is given, a warning is given, and those of us that live here and know what it can do when we start hearing Category 1 and then we hear Category 3 and then we hear Category 5, there is a concern. What I want us to see today is that we need to be very concerned about the devil. We don't need to take it in a passive sense, but we need to realize he's there. Second thing, pride. The second danger. What got Satan? In the scriptures, you read it, pride got a hold of Satan. He looked at his power. His might. It even says his beauty. He looked at himself and he said, man, I've got it. And it drove him to the point where he lost it all. 
I want us to see that with the devil, his pride got a hold of him, and he still can't accept where he landed. But what will pride do to us? Again, pride will take us, and and again, pride can come upon us where we don't even realize it, but pride comes upon us, and it takes us where we don't want to go. Pride comes in a lot of different fashions. Lucifer, the name Lucifer. We find these things that that just remind us of, of his position. Position was very important. Sometimes we get wrapped up in that, that my position. And we put a lot of other things. We put a lot of things behind because we want that position. But if we're not careful, we lose it all. And that's exactly what happened happened to Satan. He lost it all because pride filled his heart and he couldn't see anything else. We need to be careful. Now, I, I, I want to be careful. In, the, in God's word, the Apostle Paul warns us about seductiveness, false prophets. The devil has many shapes and sizes. Is there just one picture of the devil? No. And that's one of the things that, that we have to be careful of. You see, in our world today, there are preachers that are false. There are others. One pastor, one time, he said, the words of this child, he said, brought me to my knees. He said, one Sunday, this little child came to him, to the pastor, and said, Pastor, when I saw you talking today, I saw the devil standing right behind you. Now that would be something that would just shake me to the core. But you know, it's possible. Has Satan got a hold of preachers? Oh, yes, he has. I know sometimes we think, well, preachers, they're supermen. They they can't be, they, they can't be knocked down. Oh, who else would Satan knock down? If he could knock down a preacher. He does it, doesn't he? And, and no one's exempted. No one is exempted. And, and Satan is, is going about doing these things. And so we've got to be careful of the pride and what it can do. The third thing that I, that I want to, I can get my page turned here, is that we also need to, to be careful of presumption. And, and what I mean by that, sometimes we just presume, oh, that's not a problem. All right, one of our favorite hymns is the Baptist. One of, one, and I'll just say one, is Victory in Jesus, right? That's kind of like our national anthem song, you know, Victory in Jesus. You know, it used to be before we got into praise and worship, that was the, that was the song for people just to walk around, you know, go, Victory in Jesus, you know. That was, that was our power song. And we took that, that, man, if I sing that, nothing, nothing. Could hurt me. 
that my song? Was that my? But nothing could hurt me. You know, we have this presumption. Man, I sang victory in Jesus at church. I hummed it all week. Nothing can hurt me. <laughs> we presume. Now, victory in Jesus is a wonderful song. Wonderful message. But we better be careful what we presume. Satan is moving. Let's face it. Satan is moving in churches. Satan is moving in congregations. Satan is moving in our world today. There's another song that we sing. Maybe not as popular as Victory in Jesus. But some of us remember a song, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. Now in, the, in that song, there's, there's some words in that song that I, you know, I've sung that song Oh, sung it a lot. But in that song, it talks about, it says, His craft and power are great, and armed with cruel hate. On earth is not his equal. And as you, you read about that, and you look at the passage, it's talking about Satan. And how Satan is, is moving, and, and, and how we need to be careful. And realize that there's only one fortress, and that's God. But then, the last danger that I want us, sometimes, well, I used the word in the other service, and I really didn't like the word, but, but pessimism. Pessimism. How would you define pessimism? What's that? Being what? Cre Negative. Okay. Being negative. Okay. All right. What was the other one? Okay. All right. Now, pessimism. Good or bad? Depends. Okay. Depends on what circumstances. Okay. Now, you think Satan uses pessimism? What do you think? I think he does. And in our world today, it doesn't take much to get in a what? Spirit of pessimism, negativism, whatever you want to call it. It, it doesn't take much because there's a lot of stuff out there, okay? How do we think when we're in that, you know, in that mood, in that line of thought? I, I, I you know... Sometimes, you know, you hear governments, you hear governments call special meetings, um, you know, sometimes because of a crisis, okay? Have you, have you noticed in, in reading all through the Bible, the Holy Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, has never carried or never had an emergency meeting to deal with Satan. Because it's already been dealt with. They, they, in other words, they didn't say, oh man, we didn't think of this when we were putting all this together. Let's have an emergency meeting. God has covered it all. Everything. God has covered it. Satan doesn't know it. But at Calvary, when Satan thought, I've won, I've won, I've won, he lost it. He lost big time. He was stripped. He was shamed. 
But Satan's still working. I want us to see today that a lot of times Satan tries to bring that spirit upon us to where we're negative, thinking, well, you know, is, is God as, 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 as mighty as he said to be? You know, that's been many years ago when this happened. Is, is God still here today? Is God still concerned about me? Let me tell you, that's Satan trying to, to tear you down. He's good at that. He wants to do that. But we need to see those dangers. We need to see where Satan is. In verse 19, it says, All those who know you among the people are appalled at you. You have become an object of horror and will never exist again. When Satan is placed in his final place, he will never exist again. He will be taken away. But I want us to see this morning, our faith in Jesus Christ is the most important thing. But I don't want us just to be so naive to think Satan can never touch me. I want you to know that Satan is alive. Satan is moving. Satan is, 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 is all around. I know sometimes we say, well, Satan can't get me here. You know, sometimes I've, I've seen people say, well, I'm going to put my children in the best schools, the best universities, so, so no evil can happen to them. Let me tell you, no matter what university or school you put your children in, Satan is already there. Now, I don't mean that to, to worry you, keep you up nights. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying the only assurance we have today is the solid rock of Jesus Christ. Stand on that. Be ready for that. Be ready when Satan comes. And say, Satan, through the name of Jesus, through the blood of Jesus Christ, you might as well go somewhere else. Because Jesus, Jesus, Jesus is the sweetest name I know. Let's pray. Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this time this morning. We pray, Lord, that we would see the dangers of the devil and that we would be prepared and on guard for anything that he might do. Lord, we thank you for your blood and how it was shed for us. Lord, we ask that you would just show us in your son.